please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Thomas Andrew Stewart, do solemnly swear. I, Thomas Andrew Stewart, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of your FEST planning committee member. The office of your, your FEST planning committee member. And will, to the best of my ability. And will, to the best of my ability. Preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend. The rules of Fantasy Festival Organization. The rules of Fantasy Festival Organization. So help you God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. Mustache. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by Mr. Mustache, the 47th President of the United States, Mr. Tommy Stewart. Tommy, how are you doing today? Uh, it's an honor to be here. My first interview after my uh, inauguration. Um, no, but uh, yeah, it, it's really quick transition that I thought, obviously, Car uh, Kamal, Kam God, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris, she was the favorite. Um, and, you know, we all know Joe Biden's getting on a bit, but yeah, honored that, you know, just a couple of day turnaround and here I am in, in the in the White House. So happy to be here. I'll still carry on with the podcast. That's very honorable of you. And we didn't even have to storm the Capitol building once to get this change in, change in presidency. <laughs> this is, this is, we democracy. considered it. We did consider it. This is real democracy. Anyway, for anybody that hasn't listened to this podcast before, do you want to give a brief explainer of what it's all about? Every week we invite on a different guest to talk about their dream musical festival. It can be any three acts across three days, anyone dead or alive, and they have to pick a name and the location for said festival. Perfect. This presidency really suits you, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I've stepped up, haven't I? Very regal. And our guests this week are Rosie and Nicola Dempsey, a.k.a. The Incredible and... In oh, fuck's sake a.k.a. the incredible and wonderful Flo and Joan. And they have a musical background themselves, so they should be picking an incredible festival lineup, I reckon, Tommy. Yeah, and they are, um, they're incredible musicians, like, so talented. I think it's it's such a hard thing to do to be, like, to get it right. There's so, so few actually do get it right in terms of, like, musical comedy, like Flight of the Concords, uh, Tim Minchin, I suppose, but, like, they're right up there for me. They're very, very talented. So definitely check them out. And Karen, listen to this because they're very funny. Should we get straight to it? Let's go. This is episode 29 of Your Fest with the incredible Flo and Joan. Yeehaw. Joan, 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 Joan. Hello and Joan, Nicola and Rosie, welcome to Your Fest and to the Your Fest planning committee. How are you both doing today? Good. Very, well. Very well. Thank, thank you for you. having us at the committee. I like being on a committee. It makes me feel like I'm back in sixth form trying to get on like the student council or something. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, have a student council. we did have a student council. Did we? Yeah. Well, that shows Clearly. how I live my they... life at school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and me actually, to be fair. <laughs> 
think that's <laughs> set the tone of. <laughs> were there any? Uh, were, were any of you guys prefects? I'm including you in that, Johnny. Did you have prefects? We did. Yes. I don't think they did any. I was one, but I don't. I think once a year. So once I stood in like the food tech corridor and told people they couldn't go up to their lockers <laughs> for one lunchtime, and that was it. Like, I think that was it. So I, technically, yes, and I got to put it on my CV to get my first job, but that's about that, it, I think. That that was why I did it, and I was yeah. like, I don't. So I I was a prefect, and I got I got put with um I've got put with a girl on my bus who um. Plus, she wasn't, like, a bad person, but she was a bit of a grass. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> and I would just go off and play football, basically. And she would do... I, I'm, You know what? I was trying to make her sound like like the, the loser, but I was I was actually a dick, really. I just neglected my prefect, you know, <laughs> to be honest. But I did, it, I did it for my CV. It's like, now at the age of 30, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. On there. Like, yeah. But also at that point, you have absolutely nothing. You have no credentials at all. Like, it's true. What are you, like 13, 14 years old. Yeah. You've got you've got no great skills. You're not very good at anything. No. Prefect is the only thing you've actually got. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose maybe it got me my first job at Sainsbury's, like when I was 15. Maybe it did help because... <laughs> Like you say, that, that was probably the only thing yeah. on my CV. Yeah. Is there a yeah. lot of transferable skills from prefect to shelf stacking in Sainsbury's, Tommy? Um, let me think. Uh, I suppose, like, I suppose telling people off. Um, no, I didn't <laughs> tell people off at Sainsbury's. Although my best mate did, and we both lived in like the same same place. We were on the same bus at school, and we both worked at Sainsbury's, and he was having the worst shift and our manager was being a dick and, and it's, it's, it sounds quite in between is actually thinking about it but this uh, an old woman like he was on the soap the you know like all the soaps and the washing powders and stuff he was on that aisle uh which is quite heavy duty really it was like that pet food and pop they were like the ones with like the big stuff so they you know and, that's um, the big boy aisle for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That's what I never got. I was always on fruit and veg. But, um, <laughs> fruit and veg is heavy lifting as well. That is well, it's, it's, it's mainly like, stuff. but it's mainly little tins and stuff. It was like, you know, like. But anyway, this old woman, she must be about 70, 80. She was just, to be fair, she was being a bit rude. But she, he was just bent down stacking something, and she, t- she taps on the shoulder, and he just went, "Oh, just fuck off, will you?" <laughs> 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 so he did tell someone off he did tell someone off I, I, I was quite polite he only, he only got a warning so it was okay I'm impressed that you only get a warning for telling an old woman to fuck off in a Sainsbury's like that I to think, me feels like yeah a, I think you should get fired for that with a high five as well like I don't yeah. want to fire you but yeah it's off. we have to yeah. <laughs> and then he and then he left the store like the breakfast club yeah and, um, simple mind started frozen midair yeah <laughs>
after the cabbage in his hand. <laughs> Grabs the last thing he could when he left the pedigree chairman of cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Like the worst bag on ready, steady cook. Yeah. <laughs> it was Ainsley Harrier who fired him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're here to talk about music festivals, not just about fruit and veg. Oh, more and of the Ainsley cabbage Harrier. stuff. <laughs> I always said we should do a cabbage podcast. Yeah. The final two subjects were music festivals or cabbage and you pick the yeah. wrong one. If this was I, Victorian I, England, I think the cabbage one would win out. But <laughs> unfortunately, we'd have we'd have slayed it on Victorian England podcasts. 100%. I'm surprised we were we were born in the wrong era, Tommy. Yeah, I've, I've, I've always said that. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of music festivals, are you a fan of them? Are you not a fan of them? I'm not. Tommy is. Um, and which have you been to? And did you enjoy them? I can go quickly. I hate them. <laughs> But the reason I hate them is because I'm really, I really, the main reason I hate them is that I'm just incredibly short. And so it, to me, it seems a full waste of money to pay, to go to something where I can't see anything. It's just a waste of my time. Do you feel like that about gigs in general? Gigs in general and life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't, I genuinely like can't ever, even like walking down the street, I walk really quickly and if there's a tall person stood in front of me and I, I can't see around them to know if I can like nip out and overtake, like that's like a small level. I know this is really boring, but that's where my pet peeves lie. And so, and yeah, at a music festival, I'm just like have someone's back in my head for the whole time. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're a, I'm glad you're a fast walker though. I'm a fast walker myself. Really fast walker, surprisingly fast because my and legs when, are like tiny. It was often a source, like often a source of, uh, of arguments with like different are not just girlfriends, actually, friendship groups. And you know what, particular festivals, I always remember when, when we used to go to, me and my mates used to go to Ben Cassine in Spain, and I would always just like, I just hate dawdlers, I hate dawdling. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to like leave, and people would be like, slow down, I'd be like, speed up. Yeah, you know where you're going. Just, exactly. Just get there. So yeah. yeah, I'm not, I wish I did like them. I really wish I did like them but it's the frustration of not being able to see anything and get like bundled. And like, if you're, I know that people like take their kids and stuff, but like as a 30 year old, I don't want to sit on my, like my mate doesn't want me sat on their shoulders for two hours either. It's cute when you're five, but when you're an adult woman, it's your mates don't (laughs) want that for themselves, which I also respect. So there's not really, there's no way around it. And then I don't want to go and just watch a screen either. I'd rather just wait until it comes out on like iPlayer. (laughs) <laughs> and watch it like a human <laughs> it's very much I do like I love live music so I really I wish that I was just a foot taller and then I'd probably appreciate it a bit more and also I've no fun and I don't like <laughs> <laughs> you also so like, like your everything. own bed you like you like to be in your house I don't like camping I have a horrible sensitive sense of smell so porta potties make me puke literally puke I, we do that. We're quite lucky that a couple of times we've got to do latitude as part of the comedy tent. And I don't wee for the whole time that I'm there. I just don't use a toilet because they make me feel sick. What? I've probably, I've absolutely ruined my whole body, I'm sure. Specifically Medically, my bladder. You can't, you can't do a festival. You'd get UTIs. I'd be a walking infection for the whole time I was there. <laughs> 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 so that's, yeah. Uh, but 
isn't isn't latitude from like we have, we have a lot of comedians on who most most of whom have done latitude or played it or whatever. And is is it not quite posh like um, like middle class though? Like do they not? I in my head I thought they might have like nice toilets. They're still like backstage. They're still backstage. They were the same as. Uh, they still no, get wet. I mean, a toilet is a toilet. Like, it stinks <laughs> of shit the moment there's someone shits in it. So, sometimes someone is going to... Sh- even middle-class people do do smelly shits. <laughs> so, you, I, I don't think you're ever going to win. But the campsites yeah. are less crazy. Like, no one's no one's setting fire to the tents at latitude. No. I, I think... Uh, well, actually, arguably, thinking about it, it, it with... Um, from a for- As a form of vegetarian myself... Like I think maybe a lot of vegan and vegetarian people, the the, the shit could potentially smell worse. Actually, yeah. Be careful what you're saying here, Thomas. <laughs> Sorry, mate. But um, <laughs> I mean, I'm only I was I was a veggie for bloody four years. It's only this. It's only during the pandemic I stopped because I was just like, well, we might all fucking die. So what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I did. Just had a two weeks house in. Into your house. Yeah. T- <laughs> Bring two- in the piggies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> That's what I said. That is what I said. It really, really like, Two weeks in, I was just like, two weeks in, I was just like, you know what? I woke up, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I want a KFC, so I'm fair. just going to order a KFC. Absolutely and, fair. Um, that was it. So this, not, it's this sort of talk why Cabbage Cast never really took off. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. If, you, if you'd approached me a year ago, Johnny, when I was full a full cabbage man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Rosie, um, are you a fan of festival? I wouldn't say I'm its biggest fan, but I went to quite a lot of festivals when I was younger. I went to Ben Kasim as well. Oh, nice. In, I think I was 2011. Were you there in 2011? Yes, I went, uh, I think I went 2010, 11 and 12. I did three in a row. So yeah. Three I, in I was a row, there. well done. Yeah, I was, I was there 2011, yeah. Was that, who was there? Plan B was it, there. Yeah, Plan B. Was that the one with... Um, did it have Arctic Monkeys? Yeah, it was, I think it was Arctic Monkeys, uh, The Streets, yeah. uh, Arcade Fire, um, I remember Noah and the Whale were around like 5pm, 6pm I think Noah and the Whale Because the sun was setting Forgot about them um, And the Strokes maybe were there yeah it was a really i remember it was a really good lineup that year though yeah yeah did you i remember we arrived on i think we arrived on the tuesday and it started on the wednesday but and it said there was going to be tarpooling over all the campsite and then Mm -hmm. there was a thunderstorm on monday night they put up the tarpooling on monday morning and then it ripped up the whole tarpooling so when we arrived on tuesday it was just like hanging yeah. demental kind of material over, <laughs> yes. your, yes. over your tents and there was just no uh there was no shade anywhere because the tarpooling was just ripped apart and no one, no one wanted to redo the tarpooling so you woke up every morning with the sun just like 
just cooking the t- just cooking you up just like from 5 a.m yeah. you were just <clears throat> that, if that's the thing if, if you didn't get if you didn't get sleep before like four or five a.m then you were fucked, happen, you? Yeah. Like, yeah but the good thing i found about it was like you just completely sweated out your hangover yeah yeah like, i liked just... the showers there they were just yes. like them big tap things and well we had a we had a ritual over the years like we we we'd go to this because we'd rent cars and then we'd go to the supermarket buy as much like shower gel and bubble baths we could and we'd have shower time would be like our favorite part of the day where like it would just be like 10 lads and we just all go to the showers and just like just have (laughs) quite looking back quite homoerotic shower shower, (laughs) bubble fights um but no, yeah, they're, they're, it's boiling. Then it's like these freezing cold showers, isn't it? Outside, yeah, it was nice though. In fact, actually, Benicassim was the worst toilet situation oh, I'd experienced. And I remember there was just outside the toilet, there was a big chunk, like when you went into the arena bit, arena bit, there was like a massive concrete toilet block, like really long, really huge. Um, but the queues were always really long for it. And just just in front of it was a line of, was like one giant line of, bush like quite high bush so people would get bored of being in the queue and would piss into the bush Mm -hmm. um but people were also pissing into the bush on the other side when they were just like walking past (laughs) and being like oh great it's a bush with leaves i'll piss here so i remember pissing and then getting quite a lot of splashback and being like where is this coming from because i think i'm pissing at an angle so i should get the splashback (laughs) seeing like 10 guys in the other side like pointing their piss it, towards my piss you were having a full golden shower at it was just yeah it, <laughs> it's basically what happened and then you'd go and get on someone's shoulders and then cover everyone in piss <laughs> it was it was a dirty kind of hedonism that i could do again but i think i would have to we mm. we ended up camping for like ten the cheapest flights we 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 ended up sleeping on the beach for two nights because the flights were cheaper if we stay. So we just, yeah. we, we didn't want to stay in tent. It was just quite messy and disgusting. How old I were could you do at that again if we had. Uh, I was at uni, 20? No, 19? Yeah, I was, what was 19, uh, yeah, 21 hours. Yeah. You don't care. I, you, I, you're not really bothered <laughs> then, though, are you? At, no, at, at but I am now. I don't think I could do that now. I'd oh, have to do. That. No. No. You don't want a load of people pissing on you from the other side of a bush now? I do that normal day. I love I learning new things about you, you know. <laughs> That's really an activity for when you're under 30. Once you hit 30, it becomes less appealing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, ask Donald Trump. Just true. <laughs> I want to know who's pissing on me now. I don't want it to be strangers. <laughs> if I'm being pissed on, yeah. It, it, as long as it's face to face. I at least want to know your surname. Yeah. <laughs> What's your star surname? I don't need to tell you what colour your eyes are, but I need to know your surname <laughs> and one fact about your mother. What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> That's my rules, and I'm sticking to them. Yeah, you can wear a mask as long as you tell me, like, yeah. uh, something about your mum, yeah. <laughs> You've always said that, Tommy. That's, yeah, that's, again, I was going to say that. Even before today, Tommy. Oh. I've always, it's my catchphrase. I've got it on a badge. <laughs> <laughs> i've had an experience that's definitely <laughs> one yeah actually that's where that badge really applies <laughs> oh god now we, do, we don't want to know what your mum was doing now actually that's true i hate that <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, don't oh, you get uh, arrested at- 
Oh yeah, I got arrested once. No, I didn't get arrested. Don't put them words in my mouth. I got tested for drugs. I went to Isle of Wight Festival. Uh, I forgot about this. Got tested for, so we walked, I was with my group of friends. I was 16, 15, 16, and walked through the gates to go into the arena and there were so many sniffer dogs about. And I knew, like people were, people were like, there were people walking through those gates with drugs. I know you could see it and smell it. And then I walked through, never taken a drug in my life and got sniffed by the dogs. And straight away, these two women like came straight at me. They grabbed my, they you know, had to hold my hands up. So my thumbs were facing up and they grabbed me by the thumbs and like hurried me into this tent, made me strip down, butt naked, <clears throat> tested, stuck their fingers up, up and everywhere tested me for drugs they weren't they've they took my coat and they found this wrapper in the coat they found this thing in the i remember i was borrowing my friend's coat and i remember in the day putting my hands in the coat and thinking oh there's a wrapper or something in there but thinking oh it's just like a coca-cola bottle wrapper or something like it felt like that they took the coat off um then i was like fuck i never checked that wrapper like what if that was my friend's i don't know like what if something had happened and that was actual drugs in my pocket um you can never trust friends at 15 and then they came back asked me more questions again went out they just wouldn't but they just didn't believe me um just left me butt naked in the corner of this tent for so long then they came oh, back true. in gave me a strip of paper to say that i didn't have any drugs on me gave me my jacket back put my jacket on it was an oasis drink wrapper in the pocket then i was allowed to go but i was like i know i know i why did i get why did you pick me out why did you pick me out because i didn't i hadn't touched a drug and then there's bloody S Sally shoving MDMA up her nose, skipping through the gates. <laughs> Did, any of your mates have Did any of your mates have drugs? Not that I know of, not in our group. Didn't like, because you were, it was your first festival. We live in, or we used <clears> to live in Portsmouth. So the Isle of Wight Festival was a lot of people's like first festival because you just hop over. And I remember you begging mum to let you, to buy you alcohol to take. She was 16. Yeah. And she gave you like a crate of like those little beers. She gave me a pack of Cronenberg. I think it was Cronenberg. And I was like, sick. My mum sorted me out. Can't wait. <laughs> Arrived, started drinking. And I was like, oh, this is tasty. This is amazing. Looked at the tin and it was 0.5%. <laughs> Absolutely done by my mum. Awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Embarrassing. Oh, that was God. also the same festival that someone took a we had a rubbish pile going on and in the middle of, we'd like sort of camped in a circle there's a rubbish pile in the middle and some some guy took a dump in the mid in a, in a shoe box and put it on the top of the oh. rubbish pile oh, and we God. knew it was there it was like this kind of joke that there was a poo in a, <laughs> poo in a box um and then one night I think one night this guy, this drunk guy walked through the rubbish pile and was like, way a rubbish pile, I'm going to jump in the pile. <laughs> Jumped, in the, <laughs> Jumped in the pile and everyone was in their tents going, no. <laughs> and then he got up and was like, oh, he's like, I've jumped in shit. <laughs> got up, shouted to his friends that he jumped in shit. But he, then he, but he went, didn't drop any chips out of my bowl though. And <laughs> walked off. <laughs> <laughs> And from then on, I was hooked for festivals. I was just desperate to live those experiences every time. Oh, my God. I, I have, well, God, I, I might have to take this out because if my mum and dad hear this, they'd probably disown me. But I, I basically, I was, I was right, same age, 16, 17. And where I grew up, the nearest festival was V Festival, the uh, <laughs> the northern one, the Stafford one. And um, yeah. so it was like half hour down the road. So we used to go to that. And um 
there was, there was this lad. We had a, a succession of like festivals and holidays. This lad in our group, he's just a, he was a proper like rugby boy, but like basically he was a bit of a twat. But um, and he just always start drama or start fights and stuff within our groups. He's one of those people you're kind of friends with, and you're like, why? How did yeah. he? Like, how did he get in? Like, we hate him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he bought this big like a keg of this like Shropshire beer, like Cheddar Valley or something. Anyway, one day I was just like, I don't know, I was like 17 and just fucked. It was in the afternoon. Uh, and um I was I was desperate for a shit. And I like that was the that was the closest thing I saw. So I went in, there's about a third left of it. So I went in, I went in the, the keg of Cheddar Valley. And like that was by the by, I don't know, we were we were on poppers or whatever stupid thing we were doing back then. And then like an hour later, someone's like well, someone's, someone's at the time, like, should we just not tell him? And I was like, no, that's that's too far. I know he's a dick, but, like, we, we don't want to get him fucking cholera. <laughs> anyway, he went, everyone knew, and he went to drink it, and, like, everyone's like, and I, last second, I was like, no, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't. And he's like, why? I was just, I, I was just like, oh, I saw some dickhead pissing it before, like some random, just, just get rid of it, mate. Like, but, oh God. Okay. Although at a festival, I feel like if you, if he did catch cholera, there are 50 different places at a festival he could have caught it. That's true. The keg would have been the last place you would have thought. In, in hindsight, like he really wasn't a good guy. Like, and I kind of wish I'd let him do it. But, um, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't. He was like, we went to Tenerife once on an all-inclusive thing. And he was like, there was, they took us to some comedy show where the, they were just telling racist jokes. And he was just like, he was loving it. He's, and then oh. repeating these racist jokes the rest of the holiday, like, Shut up. And then he later headbutted me on the holiday. So, yeah, I should have just... Jesus Christ. I should have not told him. I should have let him drink the shit. But Anyway, that's the story of how me and Tommy met. Yeah. That's why he's so quiet. So, should we move on to your dream festival? To begin with, we need a name for it and a location for it. Okay. We think... We can't decide between the name, but it lives in the same wor- world of either Shamble Fest or like Bingo Fest or Bingo Bury. Oh, I like Bingo Bury. Bingo Bury. That's new. The reason is because when we were thinking of the lineup and all the kind of bits and pieces that go with it, it feels like we've just put the name of every single music artist in the world into like a big bingo ball. And just like turned it until three things came out. So there's not really any like logical reason to any of it. It's quite, the whole thing is just, I'd say shambolic, but Shamblefest, I don't think would sell too many tickets. But Bingo Bury <laughs> sounds quite fun. Yeah, I quite like Bingo Bury. I have the three, yeah. I, that, I'd go with that one. How about Bingo you, Johnny? Yeah, I like Bingo. I just had to Google how to spell Jamboree so I could then transfer Bingo Bury overwards. <laughs> Uh, or like Bury yeah. is in like Glastonbury maybe so like B-I-N yeah that's B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-N-B-I-
um, they call it Cottage County, I think. Um, and it's just like lots of vast kind of like farmland area and loads of people have cottages, but what we would probably call cabin, cabin house things. They call them nice. cottages. Have you um, been there? Yeah, we used to live in Toronto. So we'd been to been there a little bit. So the idea is that, and there's like loads of lakes and everything. So you could stay in your cabin by the lake or you could camp or whatever, but it'll be, it'll be end of the summer, September-ish time. So still kind of like nice and hot and dusty. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the end. That's the end of that. Very like outdoorsy, pretty. Yeah. There's like nice cliffs and good sunsets and lakes and all. You can jump in the lake and shit like that. Is that, is that where you used to live in? in calendar like near there or we lived in toronto which is like the sort of the main city it'll be like london and going to devon yeah okay mm-hmm. nice i like yeah. it <clears throat> so almost southern america but southern canada northern southern <laughs> i'm just i'm just wondering if there's i mean well i'm not saying i'm guessing you haven't picked him but I'm just wondering anything like in Canada, if Drake's if Drake's like hopping on it, he'll I assume he'll want to be involved. Like he, he wouldn't have something involved. going on near Toronto without like being um, making it about himself. This is true. Him and Justin Bieber popping up every now and again. Oh yeah, Bieber as well. This, this shows the difference between me and Tommy's um, points of reference. <laughs> when Tommy was going, oh, talking about Canada and who's there, and I was saying, oh, he's going to say he's going to say Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin and Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah, Celine Dion and Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You didn't get as excited as uh, the mention of Tegan and Sarah this time, Tommy. You'll have noticed. You did get very excited last time. Who was it who mentioned it again? Uh, Olga Koch mentioned uh, Tegan and Sarah, and I got very excited just <laughs> with a brief mention of their names. Oh yeah, oh. you. Oh yeah, you went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan? I do like Tegan and Sarah. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely, lovely pair of ladies, and. Uh, yeah, they did They did songs with Against Me, who are one of my favourite bands, and it's a really good song. So I was very excited when they got brought up. And they got brought up again, so uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait until you hear what's on Sunday night. Oh no! <laughs> ooh, Brian Adams and Tegan yeah. and Drake. <laughs> so, uh, it's a Wicker Man version of Tegan and Sarah, and we set fire to them. That's what? <laughs> it's not Tegan and Sarah aren't appearing at any point. I'm really sorry, Johnny. Oh, Apart from as guests, maybe. As guests, yeah, they'll be there as guests. Yeah, they can I'll bring them out. along. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what days of the week is Bingo Berry or Bingo Berry? <laughs> or... Bingo Berry sounds too much like Dingleberry now, and I don't know if I feel <laughs> hate it. <laughs> we could stick to it. It's definitely, yeah, Bingo Berry. Um, what days did we say, Rosie? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, didn't we? Okay, yes. I think. Classic, good. Mm. We had, because we. That's it, yeah, because we were thinking, like, in a in an ideal world, you want to do it during the week because then none of the transport is just... Like, we were like, if you do it on a weekend, then it's always difficult to get home on a Saturday, on a Sunday or a Monday if you've got, like, 
classic UK. You don't want to have to get on like a fucking bus transfer for eight hours to get home or whatever. Obviously, this is in Canada, so slightly different. But also then like the mood during the week is never going to be as good as a weekend mood. No matter how you try and spin it, there's just something about it being on the weekend. Like it's got to be on a weekend. True. It's true. I just don't. Yeah. I think yeah. your mum and her, with all due respect, your parents would go to a week, a week, a midweek thing. Yeah. And we'd like to welcome them to Bingo Berry. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> They're very welcome at Bingo Berry, but we're going to keep it as a weekend thing. Good. I you can't I'm, beat that weekend I'm, feeling. You can't no. beat it. No, I I agree. Even even as a even as a freelancer who has often worked <clears throat> weekends over the years, I still uh, well, I, I, there's no means of comparison because I've never been to a festival in the week because it's never <laughs> happened because it would be shit. Yeah, <laughs> and the amount of our guests who it's usually mainly comedians, isn't it, Johnny? Who have who have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, the comedians' weekend or whatever they call it. So, oh. uh, yeah, and I try and t- I I pretend I'm like, oh yeah, that's cute. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you just it's be the like, yeah, the energy on a Friday night to start a festival on a Friday night, I think, is just the best. And people 100%. feel excited because they're like, oh, I've taken the Friday off work. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make the noise that I make when I hear Tegan and Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all having a go at it now. <laughs> I don't feel singled out. It's fine. Um, um, go on, Johnny. Shall we start with what's Friday at Bing... Bing- oh, I can't say it now. You must Singapore. say it right. Bingabury. This is Bingabury Committee. Bingo. Don't lose your chair. <clears throat> What's Friday night at Bingo Berry looking like? Okay, Friday night is we're going with disco, disco vibes, disco themes. So we're thinking we kind of want it. It's it's more of a curation rather than um, like an artist doing a set. But we're thinking we want the evening to be sort of controlled by Diana Ross and Donna Summer. Diana Ross and Donna Summer. Nice. So they're sort of spearheading <clears throat> the evening. So we're going to hear some old disco classics from Diana Ross. We're going to hear some fantastic disco classics by Donna Summer. But there's going to be a lot of them introducing guests. Cabrera Gainer, yes. Sister Sledge, the Pointer Sisters, Chic. Throw the village people in there, why not? Nile <laughs> Rogers, like. Nile Rogers is in charge of the band. Yeah. So we're going to have massive massive production massive band stevie Brilliant. wonder will guest you know he's yes. coming in casey and the uh, sunshine band Shaka yeah Khan, Earth, Wind oh. and Fire. it's like you know when you see like the festivals where they're like it's reunion fest but they've got like <laughs> one member of Back casey people. and the sunshine band <laughs> and like half yeah. of five and toya yeah. wilcox and you're like fuck me so yeah. it's like what those festivals wish they had the budget to do yeah, yeah, and we can bring people back from the dead, of course, as well. So Yeah. Oh, we'll be doing a lot of that. They're all <laughs> yeah. going to be there as well at their like... live on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None of the hologram stuff, actual human beings. No. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and we're going to, um, we're going to, Donna Sam is going to finish the set with everyone singing Last Dance. So let's dance. Let's dance. Let's dance. 
but the encore will be the long version of MacArthur Park. But it will be like, it won't stop. <laughs> it won't stop. And it will, then it will turn into a disco set. And then that doesn't stop. <laughs> the whole thing. Sorry, like, sorry, stop, like a, D, sorry, a DJ disco set. Yeah. And that won't stop. H from Steps or someone like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we, you... On the decks, we want H from Steps. We want Claire from, from Steps. <laughs> yeah, we want... <laughs> Duncan from Blue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they're all only allowed to hold one headphone. It's just glued to their head before they go on the stage. <laughs> I was going to say, have you um, have you ever seen Sheik play live? No. No. Um, Were they at Lovebox a couple of years ago, a few years ago? Is it? They, I swear they were on it. They were in a London festival a few years ago. Chic. Probably, yeah. I don't know. But they, no, do, I mean, they, they play quite a lot. Really. I, I saw them. I saw them in Ireland, uh, in Dublin, uh, a couple of years ago, and it was like the most fun I've ever had at a live show. Like it was just, and then you realise, you know, when he's going from like Daft Punk to Bowie, and you're like. Oh shit! It's not. I, I came just thinking about chic songs, and then you're like, he has worked on everything with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets everyone like he gets like the audience on on stage and stuff at the end. Like people just oh. like just like hundred people on the stage just dancing. Like it absolutely- bangers after bangers. Like you can't mm-hmm. go wrong. Even even if a song popped up in the set that you're like, I don't know if I know this one. You're gonna love it and know it by the end. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then yeah. then the next bangers come in. Yeah. No, I, I think that's I think that's a really good day. Um, and we'd get like, uh, I feel like we should do a Diana Ross and the Supremes reunion too, like the yes. kind of original Destiny's Child vibe. Yes. Yeah. But with all however many nine Supremes that there ended up being, or whatever it was. Yeah. Various yeah. formations. They're the sugar babes of um, the sixties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we it's often said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, we, we could get uh, what about the Renettes as well? Yes, yeah, topical. but and I want to put, right put it out there and just say, uh, I mean, fuck Phil Spector. And oh, wait, what's yeah. wait? I missed this. What's this? Phil Spector died yesterday, oh. uh, and like the BBC and a few other outlets put, um, I should be careful because I do work for the BBC a bit, um, but they said, uh, talented. Phil- Talented but flawed genius, uh, Phil Spector, like on the headlines, like he's literally a murderer. <laughs> he's literally like, yeah. talented but flawed, like as if it was like, obviously he's a genius, but. Um, when yeah. you go into your McDonald's interview and they're like, what are some of your flaws? You don't say, I'm a little bit of a murderer. You <laughs> yeah. say, sometimes I'm late because I'm adjusting my hat to be perfect. You don't say, this one time I killed a woman who I, yeah. <laughs> like Jesus variation well, in the definition there 
Well, I, I, I also read, <laughs> I, I, I was reading about it yesterday, and um, he had, which one, I, I'm not sure which one the Renettes he was married to, but um, he had in their basement, he had a gold coffin, a gold glass coffin, like it's a gold and then like see-through. So he's like, this is, uh, this is where I'm like going to display you when I murder you. Fucking hell. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the darkest of shit. Like it's, I, I read about it all yesterday. I knew he murdered someone, but this, the stuff he was doing with her was dark. Anyway, I've realised this is supposed to be a happy, fun uh, festival <laughs> podcast, so I'm going to stop talking about <laughs> that evil bastard. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I mean, I was. I was about to say read up on it. Don't if you don't want to be like miserable. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting. It is interesting, yeah. but mm. awful, awful. Well, I feel bad now saying that I don't know if I do want the Ronettes there. <laughs> unless <laughs> unless it's Niall Rogers doing Ronettes. Because they were kind of 50s cool. and 60s, right? Yeah. So I think we want to keep, if we're doing like going to the chapel, but on a four to the floor, then I think we could, I think we could get that in, but... You want it to be more disco and Yeah, I don't want I don't want that yeah. to stop. Like it can't it physically cannot stop, otherwise people will leave. You want that, that ninety or seventy BPM going from start to finish. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Until H gets on and ruins probably puts, <laughs> he puts on tragedy by set. <laughs> <laughs> Diana on a, Diana Ross close on chain reaction and step H opens on steps as chain reaction. Like, that's not <laughs> I got really obsessed with Chain Reaction last year. I think it was in my top 10 played songs because I just oh, love... Such a good song. I, I mean, I love the whole song, but just the bits with, uh, like, Barry Gibb in it when he, you can hear his yeah. little bits, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, only recently was I like, is that one of the Bee Gees in there? Like, yeah. I just never properly listened to it. And then I think we were in yeah. the car listening to it and we're like... I think that's a Bee Gee. That's one of the Bee Gees. We've got 100% Bee Gee here. <laughs> a stray Bee Gee has appeared yeah. on this track. <laughs> I've mixed up the tracks here. This is a night fever. But they wrote it, didn't they? The Bee Gees yeah. wrote that song. Yeah. And then I realised, I looked into, like, because um, someone, someone was saying, someone was telling me that, like, oh, honestly, uh, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack is the best film soundtrack ever and, like, mm. one of the best albums ever anyway. So I got into it and then you just react the songs, the songs that they wrote, even when they kind of became like in the eighties, when they um, became a bit less relevant and cool, they're like, all right, well, fuck it. We'll just write bangers for everyone else then. Yeah. Just yeah. They're just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. I had a, uh, they released a, an out, a compilation album. In, it must be like the late nineties of like loads of pop bands covering Bee Gees songs and like, uh, how deep is your love? was on there yeah. yeah was that boys who did that 
or um, one of those groups. Or take that. Take that, I think. I can't remember which one. It was take that. It's a really good song. It was yeah. take that. It was take Great that. Great song. What's yeah. the what's the BG album that <clears throat> is red, black, red, and yellow? Mm. It's can't got the name. It's my yeah. Spirit, uh, spirits having flown. That's my yeah, favorite yeah. one. I feel like that to me is peak beach. <laughs> peak beach. I'm going to steal that as a catchphrase. <laughs> that has to be on any, it. Any, is it? Tried to be their number one track on that. They, peak um, beach is anyone that gets angry. It starts talking really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh mate, it's peak beach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're being Pete Beach right now. Calm down. Just chill. We need ten percent um, less beach, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, where I used to live, it actually in Manchester in Shoreham, where, where I lived, uh, what was this, eight years ago, Keppel Road. I lived uh, the opposite house to where I lived was where they grew up. Oh, amazing! Really? The beach. Yeah, yeah. They grew up in Manchester. Well, yeah. when they, I think they were like Johnny. You might know more, but they. I, they were like half raised in Manchester, half in Australia, right? They were born in Australia and then they moved over and they grew up in um, just outside, yeah, in Chorlton. So. Chorlton, yeah, where I used to live, yeah. I'm basically a BG, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. We can, see, we can hear it in your voice a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> my my uh, high, high voice. <laughs> a proximity beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite to a BG. I'm more of a, a, a GB. A BG. Uh, GB. Yeah. <laughs> you say a bougie. I was gonna <laughs> a bougie GB. Um, I was gonna try and relate it to Johnny Cash. Like I think that's like the, the sort of tone um, of, of yeah. voice. But um, I mean, maybe that's Harry White. Like... Barry White. Yeah. White. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We could yeah. have a bit oh. of Barry White on Friday night. He's a bit more chill though, isn't he? But we give him some MDMA and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do a strip search on him first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack well, that something. bloody Oasis rapper with MDMA. Yeah. yeah. And then see how smooth he is. My, my first reference to Barry White is on, the, is on The Simpsons when he had to scare away all the snakes with his low voice. Yes, on... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have that snake bashing day. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about that episode. But you know, Simpsons on Disney Plus, and I watched yeah. it. The other day, I was like, "Oh yeah. fuck, this is a brilliant episode." Mr. White, can we borrow you for a minute? Anything for a lady. Don't bother the snakes. Leave all the snakes alone. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, oh baby. My darling, I can't get enough of your love, babe. What season is it? Whacking that? Day. Is it called Whacking Day? Yeah, I think yeah. it's like season six or five or six, like the glory is the big. Yeah. 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 I've got on to like season 11, 12 now. I'm like, oh, it's really starting to, really starting to decline. My housemates, have, I've been watching like a little. I've been watch. I watched all of four, and I think then five, and then my housemates were watching the end ones. I watched four or five, and then I watched around eleven, twelve. There were yeah. a few good episodes in eleven, twelve. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Then I thought I'm probably not even going to dip into plus season twenty two or whatever. Oh, and they yeah. were watching it, and I found it funny, but it didn't feel like The Simpsons. It was it was really funny, 
but it didn't yeah, feel like it, Simpsons that I knew. It kind of became like a bit of a parody of itself. And then it, yeah. it kind of like started trying to copy Family Guy, which is weird because it's like Family Guy copied you in the first place. And now you're, yeah. you're trying to do all these kind of those weird cutaway jokes and that. It's just like yeah. Simpsons yeah. used to have like amazing storylines and just incredible mm. writing. But yeah. yeah. I was watching um did the same i got disney plus at the beginning of lockdown for simpsons and was like this is it i'm gonna start the simpsons from the beginning i haven't got that far but we i didn't realize that like the early episodes there's like an episode where homer like goes to kill himself because he loses his job and like there's like really dark storylines in it where i'm like this is we were watching this when we were like nine years old and (laughs) had no idea and now as an adult i'm like fair play to the simpsons for being like this is a man who lost his job his family hates him he's like okay well i'm gonna strap a massive boulder to myself and then throw myself off a bridge like okay homer (laughs) (laughs) chill out mate yeah yeah Yeah, and there's the one there's the one where he gets put beach sorry (laughs) (laughs) there's the one where he gets poisoned as well by that fish and they're like you've got 24 hours to live yeah yeah and the they're like I feel like they address proper issues in they pr- proper family issues in the beginning that they don't like in the they when Ned and Fl- Ned and Homer go to Las Vegas and it's like did they oh, cheat yeah. on their wives like that's proper family stuff yeah, like guys yeah. go to Las Vegas and cheat now that I think the only positive about the end the end seasons their joke the joke rate is quite fast which I do quite like Mm-hmm. And Grandpa Simpson is top form in the, okay. in the uh, I think we get, Merman is the best, Merman is the best old man in the beginning season. Do you mean Hans Merman? Hans Merman, sorry, not Merman. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Merman um, is the best thing in the Simpsons. Ethel Merman is, Ethel Merman's <laughs> guest appearance. And then, yeah, we get peak, peak Abe at the end. Uh, Hans Merman, yeah, when, when they, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I've been an alcoholic all my life. He's like, I'm 31 years old. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Hans. Drinking has ruined my life. I'm 31 years old. And when, and when they when they leave him, like in the X-ray thing, it's like, not him or whatever. He's like, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> God, oh, I could talk about it. Maybe we should start a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably enough of them. Yeah, sorry. sorry. My uh, my favourite Simpsons episode is one about a music festival. Is it Homer Palooza? Uh, yes. yes. Which... It has my favourite joke, which is just Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins, Homer Simpson smiling politely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and it's got Cy- it's got Cypress Hill on it as well, isn't it? Just yeah, Peter you've... Frampton. Yeah. Oh yeah, Peter Frampton, yeah. Because he's got like that harmonica robot voice thing, isn't he? But yeah, nobody wants to watch him because he's old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, back to your back to your festival. Look at that link. Um anyway. Nice. On... Back to Barry White What's... taking MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> While he's in recovery, night two. <laughs> uh, on... what's Saturday looking like at Bingo Barry? Okay, Saturday is our headliner is Lizzo.
she's accompanied by a mass choir of all the colliery brass bands. So like Grimethorpe, Brighouse and Rastrick, the fairy band, like all your classic, your classic British brass bands. Wait, but I think we we dived into that quite fast. (laughs) You asked me a question, I gave you the answer. I don't understand what there is to not understand. I thought when we were when we were working out the um This is where Bingo wanted. thing comes in, by the way. Yeah, this, this is, is how a brass started. band fell out. Yeah. So This is where what comes in, sorry. The bingo nature. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the shamble bingo ness of it. So but I think for a bit of context, we both love brass. Not like your stuffy stuffy brass, like fun brass. Um we love colliery. <laughs> Well, I don't think we love them. I do. <laughs> there's a documentary on Sky about... <laughs> it's called Battle of the Brass Bands. It's outstanding. <laughs> Both discovered it in lockdown, which I think speaks volumes, but... I've never I've never cried at a documentary more than I cried at this brass band. Brass, have you seen Brass Off, the film? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, was, I was waiting for an... Yeah. 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 It's, it's Abs- like one of my top five beautiful. films ever makes me like cry like a baby that yeah Yeah. So that and then the combination of Colliery Fest, they they make me feel the most emotional. I don't know why, but but men uh, men and women and Northerners playing brass just makes me uh, explode from the inside out. Can't tell yeah. you why. I'll talk about it to someone one day. <laughs> no, I'm so exactly we, same. I'm insane. So I think if you've got you've got a bit of a disco hangover, then you wake up and there's bands just popping through the campsites and the. Just to like get, <laughs> just to get, get it going. Um, we want to start with that kind of vibe, mm-hmm. and also kind of like New Orleans kind of bands as well. <clears throat> Those kind of big brassy tuba tuba stuff happening, just to pick the energy up as you're yeah, having yeah. your like falafel like rap and stuff. <laughs> then we were thinking, how sustainable? How sustainable can that be throughout the day? We think very, but I think anyone else in the world would say not that very. <laughs> we both went to see a Lizzo concert last year, and it was it was incredible, and it was quite low budget. Would you say it was like her four four backup dancers and her DJ? That was it, and there was no set. No, it was at the O2 in Kentish Town. It was like bare like the stage was bare but it was one of the best gigs that either of us have ever been to just for like pure production not production not for production at all as in like the energy that was like coming through well she (laughs) she, yeah she 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 doesn't need it does she she doesn't really need the like what she does need is all of the brass bands in england so we we like so one when we were when we were thinking about our choices we were like well obviously like Beyonce Homecoming, that's like one of the best things you can see, in our opinion. But we've seen Beyonce Homecoming, everyone can see that on Netflix. So yeah, we were thinking, what's the net how do we use Beyonce Homecoming as a jumping platform? Um we go northern brass bands instead of school 
like their homecoming brass <laughs> homecoming brass bands um just to like take the coolness down a little bit just to keep it humble um and then seeing what Lizzo would do with those brass bands but we also want the visual aspect which have you ever seen um marching like the big American marching bands who do the formations on football pitches yeah yeah and the parades so like Macy's want- Day Parade and stuff yeah exactly that so we also want to be bringing that vibe as well so it's a commission-based evening basically it's an event Uh, yeah (laughs) never been done never been done let alone done it's never i don't think it's ever been thought of even conceptualized before (laughs) thank you (laughs) johnny what are you you on board yeah big big fan of Yeah. Kind of colliery brass bands. If you ever go to the, um, if you're ever in Manchester, there's the uh, People's History Museum, and that has quite a bit of stuff about colliery brass bands. If you're ever oh, looking oh, for uh, a little bit of education on them, that's our, and, that's um, our bread and butter. I haven't even been to that, Johnny. For God's sake, Thomas. And <laughs> then, oh, brass band. I know it's a it's similar vibe to brass stuff, but the film Pride, which is about yes. like Welsh, yeah. Welsh miners, yeah. Um, yeah. is a great film where they sort of concentrate on colliery and uh, mining and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I watched both of them within a week of each other this lockdown because I'd seen neither. Well, I'd seen Brastoff. I remember mum and dad watching it a lot when we were kids, but I obviously I was like seven, so I, I don't really remember it. So I was like, I should probably watch that. So I watched that and Pride within a week and then I got it like, I was like, you got, I, it was all I was kind of like listen to and watching just like colliery yeah, yeah. band stuff on youtube <laughs> what's yeah, this documentary I'll, I'll have to i'll have to give it a watch it's called battle of the brass bands battle it's a four bands. part it's a four part series amazing and you just trace you trace the bands leading up to their their big brass band competition I might yeah. watch that it's tonight. like bring it on with brass bands oh <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the just... most heartwarming stuff. And there's some bands that have got like a husband and wife and the wife like plays the bugle and the husband plays the tuba and they practice together in their living room. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, and some, bra- some brass bands get through. There's like competition with, um, who were the guys who were sort of like the big dogs? What are their names? Grime, Grimethorpe or Grimthorpe, Grimethorpe. like the big they're, dogs. Are they the purple and green? Possibly. I think so. And then their big rivals are Brighouse and Rastrick. That's it, for Gaza Rastrick. Oh, it's amazing. It's We're so like good. fully into it. This conversation itself is really adorable. <laughs> it's just so, it's like, it's the music. We went to, um, a couple of years ago, we went to Disneyland, Florida, because we'd never, ever, ever been. Um, and we'd had a mental year and we were like, we're going to go, this is, now is the time we're going to go to Disney. And we walked out of a shop and there was a brass band outside in like Dumbo world playing all the music from Dumbo and like all this like circus music. And we stood and what we were in the middle of Disney and we stood and watched a brass band for half an hour and cried. And then we're like, okay, <laughs> on to the next thing. Like <laughs> we halted the whole, di- the whole of Disneyland to stand and watch as everyone else was like, cool, nice passing by. And we just stood and cried at these people playing Casey Jr. from Pink Elephants on Parade oh. for half an hour. I think well- from them, it was just just sucking up brass bands wherever you find them. I love it. And like, you know, when you go down yeah. to, um, uh, we, I think we ha- we were in New York at one point and we went down a, to a subway and there was, you know, those kind of like New Orleans-y style, you know, like the subway tuba bands that you see on <laughs> going viral. Yeah. That was playing. And that feeling you get when you watch 
when you watch it and hear it it's just like the, it's the best kind of music mm. so that Can't paired with Lizzo just blasting the tits off of everything I think imagine be... the grime thought band playing like an old classic <laughs> yeah and they're all sat there with their like stiff like nicely starched uniforms and their music stands up with their like logo hanging off all like nice and clear and then <laughs> some kind of revolving stage like splits them in two and Lizzo just like storms down the middle oh. and they're tooting along next to her yeah, I, I like the thought you, you've, and you've also put in a lot of thought, which we always appreciate, and it's it's original. <laughs> Too original. much, you might say. That's but. what I thought. Like, there's so many bands that you want to see. Obviously, I want to see a night of Beyonce. Obviously, I want to see a night of classic big bands. But if it's going to be our festival, I want it to be something that you never get, you can't see anywhere else. I do like the fact in this section, maybe we spent 10 minutes talking about it and Lizzo has been mentioned for one of those 10 minutes and the other nine have been about the colliery brass band. We basically want a brass band concert, but we appreciate that we'll get bullied out of the world. So we have to put Lizzo in to like bring it back. I just think Lizzo and Lizzo with a massive band is amazing already. Yeah. But give it a little bit, a little bit of a northern whiff. Then we're now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. <laughs> also, there is so, there's something a little bit Brexit about um, Northern Brass. A, li- a little bit, a little bit patriotic. Patriotic. So I think Lizzo would just sort of like bash out any of that, any yeah. of that feeling to any um, warriors that's, in the audience. That's the like on, on brass stuff. I kind of like conflicted when they play on the bus at the end. They play Rule Britannia, yeah, which yeah. is a banger. But then you're like the the you know. Probably the meaning behind this song is probably a bit problematic. But... Yeah, I think in Brass Stuff it's played with innocence. Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's played, it's kind of played with irony actually, because they're outside yeah. House of Parliament, aren't they? Yeah. It's kind of like a fuck you sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but... quite a remake of that film would feel quite different now, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you won't um... get that, you won't get that with Juice or Good as Hell. So, no, no. exactly. I also love the idea of at some point those people meet in a rehearsal room for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't just ha- at some point that all of that has to come together on like the on not the stage. And so I want to be in that room to watch those people meet. I'm imagining it in like a in like a like in Brassoff or whatever, in like a Sheffield like village hall. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got like yeah. a little stage at the back and the um, bar at the side. Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. sticky old carpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Lizzo and her backing dancers just <laughs> yeah. booting people's trumpets out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, It'd be amazing. Yeah. And also Lizzo is so musically like... Oh, uh, like solid. Yeah. Like... Sh- she, you're not messing about like I think she'd come with her ideas yeah. and they would be smart they'll be great uh, yeah, Sorry, I just had to do a bit of Lizzo worship there mm. no it's fine no uh, agreed I've, I think has she been mentioned before Johnny on this I feel like she's been, been mentioned like once or twice I don't know if she's been ahead I'm not sure because I'm I don't remember speaking about how good a song um good as hell it is which is a very very good song um yeah do you know Jerome so I think the slow song. No. Uh, I thought you meant Jerome Flynn from Boston and Jerome. <laughs> hey, do you know old Jerome? <laughs> 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 uh, Jerome is kind of like a slow ballady kind of thing. And imagine hearing the swells 
of brass behind that. Yeah. For the listeners at home, listen to Jerome and then listen to some Connery bands and imagine the combination of that. And then imagine on the floor is a whole extra marching band making Lizzo's face and then dispersing into like a tr- the shape of a trumpet and then swirling yeah. into the face of Jerome with a big cross through it or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll also have to have... Um, have you drawn sketches? Face. Yeah. <laughs> I know what they look like, don't worry. <laughs> Should we move on to the Sunday, the final day of your festival? Yes. Okay, today on Sunday we would like My Chemical Romance. He said, will you defeat them, you demons and all the non-believers, the plans that they have made, because one day I'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join the Black Parade. And yes. I think this, this is this was the dingleberry in the coffin for the name <laughs> Jingleberry, whatever it fuck it is. Jerome Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Robson and Jerome Berry. So we <laughs> feet colliery bands. Yeah. So we've given you disco. We've given you Lizzo and Brass. Now we want to give you. We want to just antagonize your brain, and we want to make you feel the deepest teenage emotions that you could possibly find it's kind of like uh it's an emotional journey through the weekend i think I'm... but we only really want my chemical romance doing the black parade album that's is this that's more it. marching band stuff because oh well, yeah i think it just combines it all very nicely together do I you also agree? Love the idea that we invite all of the fair like all of the bands to play with lizzo and then for black parade we're like i'm sorry guys not this one like, <laughs> wait hang on <laughs> you gotta say this one out. This is sit, sit this one out, guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, excuse me. 
<laughs> this song's literally about a marching band. I don't know. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it's just a nice thread that will pass through. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm so happy that they've been chosen finally. Um, but no, so no songs off uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Like no, um, I'm not okay. Oh, love those songs there is a there's a there's a chance for an encore and moments of those songs but okay. what what i what i want to see is black parade from beginning to end i wouldn't i wouldn't actually say we're like the hugest my chemical romance fans i would say this was the only point that we had a dispute over what we thought the third thing should be because <laughs> rosie pitched my chemical romance and i pitched gloria estefan or mcfly <laughs> <laughs> So that was like this is Rosie won on this one because I, I got laughed off, laughed out of the country. No, I feel like <laughs> I feel uh, I, I think because it's the final day. Um, I, I think you could have a bit of a mixture if, if you want. Yeah, my chemical romance bad. in the Miami Sound Machine. <laughs> <laughs> a little Gloria Estefan palate cleanser to send you out after you've headbanged the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, d- did you have? Me and my mate tried to get tickets for those um, the reunion shows, the Mike and Chromats ones. But yeah. then it was like it was in Milton Keynes, and then they just kept having day after day. At first, it was just one show. I was like, it's not even that special anymore. I'm sure it'll come out on like a, a streaming platform at some point. But I did really want to go because I never saw them first time round, and I was a yeah. m- massive fan when I was 15 of uh, the Black Parade. Like, yeah. I fucking love that album. It's yeah, it's amazing. I listen to my chemical romance in like my darkest moments and my happiest moments. Yeah. It does it does everything I need it to do. Yeah, same, same. I love it so much. It's so great. But yeah, like I'm not actually like I'm not the biggest I wouldn't know loads of my chemical romances back catalogue except for like the stuff that made it onto Radio One. Yeah. When we were younger. <clears throat> but there is something about the way that the just the whole story that goes through Black Parade, I'm like there's no finer thing out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant um, Peppers, forget it. Purple rain. Yeah. Nah. Queen, stick up your ass. Prince, <laughs> seen it, heard it. <laughs> but that song, Cancer by My Chemical Romance. Oh my god! Fucking <laughs> hell! I was I was about to start singing Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I shouldn't, I need to stop singing on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> oh no, that song, oh, that song kills, especially like, I remember being like 15, 16 and listening to it like on my headphones in my room and just being like, this sounds really dark, but I suppose that's what it, what it was. I was like, God, what if I had cancer and like, yeah. oh, I'd be like singing this song at like, just before I die and shit. That yeah. is the sort of thing they're supposed to make you feel, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's so emo. Yeah, I think you'd just end you'd end the weekend feeling like an absolute teenager full of emotions, which I think is one of the best things. And then you can dance it all out with Gloria or McFly just to shed any of the 
or a DJ set from H from Steps. Yeah, D- <laughs> DJ from <laughs> Chemical Romance. I knew Ian Watkins was lurking about somewhere. <laughs> not that one. Not, no. Uh, not, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt so sorry for him when that happened because like, on tragic. Twitter, everyone oh, was like giving him shit. <laughs> you couldn't get two more different people. <laughs> With They're like the least inoffensive, well, yeah, and the least inoffensive, like inoffensive <laughs> name, just Ian Watkins. <laughs> Ian's such a funny name. I'm allowed to say it because my dad's called Ian. But can you Ian. imagine a baby Ian? Like baby Ian. Like oh. on Pete showing it, baby Ian. Like <laughs> Ian sounds like when you forget someone's name and you're like Ian. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second you were being very Sunday naming me, and then <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan um, Charleston. Thank you. Full name. <laughs> um, my Chemical Romance. Tommy, did you did you wear black eyeliner and skinny I, jeans? I didn't actually because I was like, I was more of an. The phase I went through was like Mosher skater, and then. Uh, I was a bit scally for a bit, um, and then indie boy. Um, but that the Mike Amcaron stuff happened when I was a proper like in like Strokes and Libertines sort of kid. Mm. But I was I was I, I was unashamed of my uh, of how much I loved Mike Amcaron at the time. I just couldn't I couldn't wear like my my brogues and skinny jeans and trilby hat with eyeliner. It just couldn't, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Did you, Johnny? No, they were, um, by the time my chemical romance came around, I'd moved on to the harder stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Heroin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like Minor Threat and Fugazi and the next stage of emo. So um, Big boy shit. Big boy. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but no, I still think um, I'm not okay. And welcome to the Black Parade. If they came on on a night out, <clears throat> I'd still mm-hmm. do my best to dance to them. Yeah. Helena as well. The off. Uh, What's the worst that I could say? Things are better if I Ian Watkins, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you just sing oh. tragedy for a second? <laughs> Another Bee Gees cover. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. In your Bee Gees voice. We've come, <laughs> We've come full circle. <laughs> Do you think there's a Bee Gees cover band called the Bougies or like the Bajars or something? Yeah. <laughs> was it when we were in, we were in, um, we were lucky, we got to go and we did some shows in New Zealand last We year. were lucky. We're very lucky. Um, <laughs> we got to go to um, <laughs> New Zealand. Oh, I hate that that's just happened. Um, we went to New Zealand and they had, we were driving to wherever and there was a massive billboard and it was an ABBA tribute band. And they, can you remember, I think they were called, it was like, called Baba. They were it was called, called Baba. They put an extra beat in front of Baba. They called it Baba. Oh, uh, that just reminds me of like, my housemate from uh, Somerset, and he always says, all right, me, Baba. Oh. <laughs> all right, so Baba. Um, I just like the absolute lack of effort of trying to change, trying to come up with a, an original ABBA tribute band and just being like, oh, it's fucking Baba. <laughs> It's either going to be ABBA or ABAB, so <laughs> pick one. 
and we'll go from there. There is a really, I'm sure there's a really good ABBA tribute band, like a fairly famous one. Uh, Mamma Mia were an ABBA <laughs> tribute the movie. band. The, uh, no, not the film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're always called, yeah, like Mamma Mia or Waterloo or... Well, you, know, you know, there's a... Um, <laughs> bloody hell, there's a top ten in, in the UK alone. No. <laughs> There's, There's a, a tribute festival, isn't there? Apparently, which is there is, yeah. Loads of beat. Uh, oh. who is, um, the bootleg telling us about Beatles. it that it's actually like bootleg quite on, popular. Sorry. It's quite popular because you get almost the thing for a lot, a lot less money. It's like you ordered the bands off Wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a yeah. miniature size. We've. Uh, I feel like it's. Is it like near Glastonbury or something or? I, I know what it, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, I've heard of that as well. But here's, we've got just one called Abba Tribute Show. That's pretty lazy. The Super Trooper Abba Duo. Yeah. Oh, a duo. Oh, oh, Abba, Lega- Abba Legacy. I like the fact, if they were a duo, like they paint half their faces like Bethany and then the other yeah. half yeah. is Bjorn and yeah. then they just switch around. This is a good one. This they should a, just be called Ab. This is a shit one. <laughs> half of them are missing. Well, but. This is a shit one, Abba Sisters, but this is a good one. Abba, Re- Abba Rebjorn. Oh. Oh, oh Bjorn like again. The... That's a good Bjorn one. Again. Yes. Bjorn again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bjorn again. Abba I Girls like Duo. There's a lot of duos. Babette. <laughs> no. That's Sorry. Abba Feet the Ronettes. Babette, Babette sounds like a French prostitute <laughs> in like the 1800s. <laughs> Not, a, But like a cool Moulin Rouge woman. Yeah. I mean, Wait, isn't Babette the name of the feather duster in Beauty and the Beast? I think that's why I went Babette. Is it? I think so. God, I'm so knowledgeable. Particularly <laughs> <laughs> on Disney and uh, choral bands. Including yeah. products that come to life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy, do you want to run through uh, Flo and Jones Festival? Yeah, so... Uh, Flo and Joan, you had a few options for your name, but we went with uh, uh, Bingo Berry in the end. And um, so it is in uh, Canada, just outside of Toronto, uh, Cabins by the Lakes, beautiful settings. It's in September, so sort of end of summer. And we have three nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nice and uh, party time sort of vibes. The first one Friday night is Disco Vibes, curated by... uh, Diana Ross and Donna Summer. So then we've also got the likes of Sheik, Sister Sledge, uh, Gloria Gaynor, Shaka Khan. Um, and you did say away how you were finishing it. What what was the song you finished it on? I don't think I got that down. Oh, we did oh, last said, dance. Oh, last yeah. dance, but then it's not the last dance is a trick. Then you get your MacArthur Park encore, which goes on and on and on and on. There you go. There you go. And then Saturday. a DJ set. DJ yes. set by Ian Watkins. Again, that doesn't killer. stop. Yeah. <laughs> It's just train um, reaction, I'll repeat. <laughs> Saturday, we've got the um, incredible uh, one-off, never done before, might never be done again. It's Lizzo with the uh, Corey Brass Bands of the UK. Um, I mean, you've heard us talk, there's nothing else to say about that. It is what it is, it's fantastic. Sunday, we've got My Chemical Romance, and they are doing Black Parade, but not with any of these marching bands or anything, despite the fact it mentions them in the songs. And that may be finished off with Gloria Estefan and McFly. Uh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. 
<laughs> we did actually also sorry, forget Jen. to mention before on, the sorry. um we did have a note on the supporting stage just before Lizzo and the Corey bands. We were gonna have the B sharps. From the Simpsons. Oh, yeah. off the Simpsons. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, brilliant. Just to like get you revved up for your evening that doesn't make sense. We'll give you some music that has no accompaniment whatsoever with every accompaniment that possibly exists in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, Flo and Jane, thank you very much for coming on your fest. It's been amazing. Thank Thank you you very much. That was episode 29 of Your Fest with the fantastic Flo and Joan and first mention of My Chemical Romance and the first mention of Brass Band Contests. So uh, something for everyone at that festival. Yeah, um, we have had, obviously, on Nathan from Martha's Festival, we did have, there was an aspect, there was an element of the colliery band thing. Um, but yeah, they, they you know, fully went, lent into it, didn't they? And um yeah, my, I, as you could hear from the podcast, I was buzzing about My Chemical Romance. I'm a genuine fan of theirs. And uh, yeah, great. Like, I, I, we're all, I'm the same age as them. Aren't I? Well, I'm the same age as one of them. So like it's our sort of that Black Parade is very much our generations. Uh, um, I'm going to say Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> I don't know if I mean that. I probably don't. Anyway. Gerard Way, obviously, much better than John Lennon in many aspects as well. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, go and check out Flo and Jones' music. Go and check out that Amazon special, Alive on Stage. Uh, Go and check out the videos. Once this is all over, go and see them live. Um, But you can follow them on Twitter at Flo and Joan. You can follow Your Fest on Twitter and Instagram at Your Fest Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Gabriel. And you can follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Andrew Stew. And we'll be back again next week for episode 30, the big 3-0, the same age as Tommy, if you weren't aware, um, of the podcast. So we'll mm-hmm. see you again next week. ta and goodbye, and we love you. Toodle-pip. Toodle-pip.